I can't talk right now. Wiley, sir, Wiley, sir, please talk to me, please. You're part of my life, you are everything. I could not go on without you, Lisa. You're scared of me. You are lying, I nearly hit you. You are Yeah, that's what the internet does, everybody. They make wild and crazy dubstep remixes of the room shit. Uh, welcome to a special edition of uh, The Film Fine. My name is Adam Portress, and there, there's Matt Smith. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. And we, uh, we're, we're, we've we been torn apart by a movie called The Room. Adam, uh, let me ask you something. Uh, please. Do you understand life? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did, but I don't. I don't, you know, ugh. really wish I knew uh, things about stuff, but God help me, I don't. And I, I, you know, maybe I've been working in the computer business for way too long. Uh, <laughs> it's it's very stressful <laughs> working in the so, computer so business. So on, on this special episode, we're going to talk about uh, the room, and uh, I I don't really know what we're going to say about it. We just thought, like, well, we've seen this fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, surely our listeners have seen it in some form. I hope they have. If not, Jesus Christ, y'all, you need to see this movie, preferably, preferably in a theater where people know how to interact with it. Yeah. Um, so, Adam, have you seen The Room uh, by yourself, like like out, like in just like a like a DVD viewing kind of session, just straight up. So we're gonna watch this movie. Here's how my here's how my history with this movie went. Right. Uh-huh. Um. I so I'm a I'm a I'm a fan and a supporter over uh my friends over outside the cinema, and right. years and years ago before this before it blew up before people really knew what this was, it was kind of it was a definite underground sort of thing. And they saw it, and they because they see a lot of like really off the wall, out there movies, you know. Like, I mean, they they review Neil Breen movies on their fucking show, you know. So if that tells you anything, uh, but they they were like, we got to do a commentary on this thing. They recorded a commentary, and I'm like, okay, well, the dutiful guy that I am, I'm gonna watch this movie first, and then watch it with their commentary, right? And yep. the first watch through with with nothing. I I couldn't do it. <laughs> the first time through, I was just like, dude, I know this is not supposed to be good, but this is just... By the time that you get to the second love scene, it's just... It's, if you're not prepared for this shit, man, it will rock you, and you're just like, I'm done. I can't do this. This is just awful, because the love scenes go on, and not only do they go on, they go on forever. They're so long. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I can't do this. So then I listened to their commentary track that made it a little bit more palatable for me. Then I could watch it again because I, you know, I at least was just like, okay, all right, maybe there's more fun to be had in this than it is just sticking hot pokers into my eyes. And so I'd seen it previously after that. Then I showed it to other people. Uh, I'd seen it. Somebody showed it at a screening, uh, like a screening on the big screen once with nothing there. I've seen that. Then there uh, was another one where uh, the riff track guys did did like uh, a thing of that. Went and saw that fantastic uh, uh, episode there, and you know I'd seen it once or twice kind of afterwards. So I, I've seen it more times than I care to remember. So, so, so you've seen it though where the audience, but was I've seen with audiences. Oh yeah. Okay. 
that is, I think, the only way to watch this movie. I don't know what Riff Tracks did with it, but I guarantee it's really funny and I don't give a shit. Um, I think the way to do this is entirely uh, with just an audience who knows what the fuck the joke is. That's the big thing. That's going to be the tough part, I think, for people to find that. I guess, I guess is my biggest I, I don't think so, because people do this all over the country. It's not simultaneously. It hasn't been like in wide release, but like fucking pay attention to local uh, college campuses. I guess, I, I guess I'm saying depending shit. upon where you live is more or less my kind of, yeah, yeah, of, of course. Right. But do it yourself. Even like get friends together, uh, read up on the shit and just fucking do it yourself. Um, I don't think that it's possible to sit and watch this movie by itself straight through. I really don't. Th- I mean, with, with like just going into it blind, it's not easy. I tried, <laughs> um, because it is bad. But what becomes really great when you see it in a communal setting is like there's it's a level of bad that is highly enjoyable given certain contexts. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Tommy Wiseau, when he set out to make this movie and this is all in the disaster artist, uh, you can listen to our review on the main show. You can go see the disaster artist. It's currently in theaters as we're uh, recording this. Um, You can read the book the disaster artist written by greg sestero and uh, a writer that wrote it with him not a ghost writer but like somebody who can actually write put all of his thoughts together and made it into book form yeah yeah um uh but tommy wiseau like he took this all very seriously and he, he wanted to make something that was uh like very emotional and uh uh engaging and so he came up with this very melodramatic plot of this, uh, you know, uh, this future wife, his fiance, My future who wife, is please, huh? who is who is cheating on him with his best friend Greg, as well as, uh, I mean, not Greg. What's his name Mark. in the fucking movie? Hi, Mark. Yeah, Mark. That's right. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, uh, ch- cheating on him with not only his best friend Mark, but also I think. With multiple other people is the implication, like she's done this before, um, or or is currently doing it with others. Uh, although it's not explicit in the movie, I just get that vibe from it. Um, it's something about it tells me like Tommy Wiseau had his heart broken by some terrible fucking woman years ago. No, it's not. And true. like, don't like, even ask. <laughs> and, this, and this movie like is just him like taking that shit out on her because he just it's it's not the most enlightened movie as far as gender relationships are concerned yeah uh, oh, or 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 any relationships be or they any relationship human to human it's They're, very odd well right uh i think i saw somebody describe this film uh not recently but years ago when it first started becoming this big uh underground thing um uh as if you uh, had sent an alien down to earth and asked <laughs> them to make a movie about human relationships. This would maybe be what that movie would look like because it has no understanding of like nuance or uh, like what matters to people, right? Like th- famously there's an entire subplot that gets mentioned in a single <laughs> line of dialogue by the mother where she's dying from breast cancer and it's never brought up Definitely again. Definitely I have breast cancer. Shut up. It's shut not even face. not mentioned. 
No one asks her how she's doing ever again. This is like within the first 20 minutes of the movie, this scene. (laughs) And no one, her daughter never even asks her again about the breast cancer. So it never comes back. Um, Like she just shoves it off. It's just like, why would you ask this? There are, there are the other, the other famous uh, thing about this is there are three sex scenes in the first 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Uh, And the third one uses the same footage as the first one (laughs) just recut. And it's, it's amazing. Like it's like, they're also the worst and longest sex scenes you've ever seen. Like outside of just a, you know what they say? Love is blind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you gotta know, man. It's so no, because in 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 the music cues are so bad in the love scenes that they're terrible. It's just oh, like yeah. imagine the like well, worst '90s like off brand '90s, yeah. you know, like boys well, to men rip off. Like there's something endearingly like Euro trash about it. Oh, for sure. Right, like 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 this is clearly from the mind of Tommy Wiseau, who is this enigmatic figure. Like people still they really don't know where he's from. No, he never says. He claims he's from New Orleans. He says his New or- his accent is New Orleans accent. That's what he tells people. Now, most recently, he has said that he comes from well, somewhere in Europe, but that's about well, as close as you get. Well, if you're talking about what he said on Jimmy Kimmel, he says, I was born in Europe, but I grew up in New Orleans. Yeah, still a lie. <laughs> right? <It's- laughs> So, so, like so he asks him about the accent, uh, the and back. he again says, "Like, oh, it's New Orleans accent, right?" It's like, New Orleans, like, no. Um, but but they don't know that. They don't know where he got all the money to make this thing. They don't know. <laughs> he will not say. D- do you, he, did you ever it's, see? It's really the, uh... fucking weird. I actually don't ever want to know because <laughs> I, I guarantee it's some weird Eastern European, uh, like mafia shit. Right. Something weird like that has to be Dr- selling drugs, something. Uh, although, by all accounts, Tommy Wiseau seems to be a pretty nice dude uh, overall, despite like how he's portrayed as this uh, kind of maniacal director who doesn't quite get on set etiquette uh, in the in the movie and the book, The Disaster yeah. Artist. But now, like you know, James James Franco and Seth Rogen, uh, they they both said like they were really hesitant to have him on set for the Disaster Artist, but then they actually got to like like the guy because he's actually it's really sweet dude. Because he realizes now he's made money off, literally made yeah, money off of this movie. He's just now. a fucking weirdo, you know. Yeah. He's just a fucking weirdo who's this nice dude. Like he's genuinely sweet and cares about stuff, but also he's a fucking bizarre weirdo. Yeah, it's, you are not from this planet. Um, I just, the room is something like really special. I think that you have to see, uh, people throw spoons. So you've been, you people threw spoons in your screening, right? So th- th- I have not, been, I have not been to one that that's gone the all out that, that, that okay. I have yet to experience, but well, I've heard, but I've heard tale. Well, uh, that is a must. So for those of you who haven't heard, and I don't know why you wouldn't have heard if, if you've seen the room or read anything about it, but like 
kind of famously, and, and I was expecting this to actually get covered in the film, The Disaster Artist, but they never actually mention it at all. Um, he, he, he's told that he needs to put pictures in the, in the set to make it look like people live there, right? To make it look like it's this lived in space. As you do. And so he tells him, okay, fine, go down to the store, get some picture frames, whatever. They bring them back and the stock photos of, in them are all of spoons for some reason. So he just leaves the spoons in there. And his reason was like, like they mentioned, like maybe we should just put some photographs in. He goes, nobody pay attention to that. They're too engaged in what's going on with the acting. It's high drama. It's high drama. Right. But, uh, but of engaging. course, like, like most people would do, you notice that there are four, like, especially if you see it on a big screen, there are just now four picture frames in the background on the side table that have spoons in them. Because what you're watching is also very boring, so your eyes are going to tend to wander. <laughs> and so, well, it's also just all so weird and, and off-putting that you, you're like, just like, what in the hell am I watching? And then you do, like, you're not paying attention to the thing. You're like, I don't even comprehend things right, right now. Uh, so, so whenever these things come up, people throw spoons at the screen and yell out spoons, right? <laughs> well, I got to say, the screening that we most recently went to, which was uh, only my second time seeing it with an audience, but like, um, we, we went to see it, and there were definitely people who like brought spoons to every screening they went to. <laughs> and, and like every time you would see those things a giant wave of spoons would go like everyone was throwing handfuls each time. And it got to the point, like at the end of the movie, there's one final shot in that room uh, where you see the photographs of spoons again. And this guy who is like maybe three rows back from the person sitting most up toward the screen, he stands up <laughs> and he has a giant garbage bag filled with spoons and he just tosses them backwards onto everybody <laughs> as far as he can, like out of the bag, like just expels them. Right. And after the screening, I see him, he's, he's like going through the aisles and scooching all of the spoons down to the end. <laughs> and he puts them back into the bag. This is for next week. You know, he's going to, he's going to, yeah, he's going to bring that shit to the next screening. <laughs> right, like, and, and like, if I gotta eat cereal, and, and, I gotta, I gotta, you know, some. Uh, just but but like he was there with like a large group, so I think they were just passing back handfuls of spoons for the next time. So it was just this massive amount of spoons. I like to think he's gone. So, I like to think he's gone so often. And he has collected the spoons from all the other ones, and, and that now. this is like this is the the amalgamation <laughs> of all the spoons over time that he's spent. I and like it's that. probably true. Yeah. Right? Because the plaza does show this thing once a month, regardless of any of this. Yeah. And uh and and it is packed every month. And Tommy Wiseau comes at least once a year to host a screening, host one of those screenings. Um yeah. Uh look, uh we we could probably talk about how fucking weird this thing is all, all goddamn night i guess uh if you've not seen the room you have to see it yeah it's just it's too bizarre it's too weird it's definitely and, seen and best with a group of friends for sure and and especially if you're gonna see the disaster artist i think you really do get like 
like the full impact of that movie and how weird it is only can be understood if you've experienced the actual film that that it's telling the story of. So, I mean, what's the interesting part? Where the hell did that come from? Holy shit, hold on. Where did, oh my. It's action. None of that's in the room. I don't know where that, that extra cue came from. I was just like, what is, what's going on The internet, on man. You're just clicking random shit on the internet. Just what do you expect? Random things. Now, did you ever see, do you ever see Patton Oswald's The Veranda? Uh, no, I haven't. How have I opened a thing where my voice was coming out? I don't know. I was going to play something, but I guess I'm not going to now on account of... Uh, this one. Uh, why? Why is it? Why? Why have? Why is it? <laughs> something where my have, voice is coming. You have clicked yourself into hell. I am just like, hey, what's the worst <laughs> thing that we could have? And what's the worst thing we could do? Listen to Adam talk about his own fucking. What? What is well, going on here? No, I haven't. Uh, what? What's the veranda? Tell me. Uh, about it. So, it was a it was a special thing that he put on. I think I fixed it. Uh, put on a DVD a while back, and now again, this was this was before the room had its big resurgence and thing. I'm gonna play a little uh, second of where he basically plays Tommy Wiseau in this sketch. Okay. Do you have monies from things you should not have done to get the monies that you have now? Where will you hide these monies that you should not have from the police? They find them in the refrigerator. They find them in the couch, and when they find them inside of a dead body that you in no way did not kill, you get in twice the amount of troubles. Why not hide your monies in the movies? Hello, I am Alphan Golenpaul from the Arkansas section of the United States, and for years I have made dozens of films using the monies of people who needed to hide those monies inside of legitimate and artistic businesses. Dave, I told you I'm not cheating on you. I just don't think you and I will click. You're crushing me like a cheese sandwich. Can you fill a pillowcase this size with monies? If you can, you are ready to make a movie. And your investment is guaranteed to triple over the space of four years when Smart Alex goes see your movie over and over at midnight. My films feature production value <laughs> suspense romance why why mysterious why did you die on me with all the blood why and chasing. <laughs> Did someone say star power? If one of your celebrity clients has a pharmaceutical debt to work off, you can sprinkle the glimmer of Hollywood into one of my productions. John Hamm. Hello. 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 I'm Alfred Golden Paul. Let's do your money as a movie. And again, 
when I first saw this, I had not seen the room. Therefore, I knew nothing. I did not know what. I was like, this is bizarre and weird. I mean, like, it's kind of funny, but I don't uh, get it. <laughs> Until you watch the room and you just go, oh, well, that probably is very likely then now, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, ha- I have a good friend who uh, he's the person who introduced me to the room. Actually, his name's Philippe. Uh, he and he believes wholeheartedly he's he's in on the conspiracy theory uh, full force that the room was a money laundering scheme of some sort. I listen, I could believe it. Like, like, like it was a yeah, like the theory is basically just like they needed a place to, to wash some money. And they're going to do it under the guise of a legitimate business where they're making a movie. Uh, and then the rest of it can kind of uh, disappear with Wiseau's uh, living expenses and things like that, and then come back to them in some form, right? So that they're creating this company and it's got all this investment money and, and whatever he had else. And other right? businesses before, like rip off, like like manufacturers rip off jeans and stuff like that that he would try to sell and stuff. So he had several businesses that were, you know, that were always also sketchy kind of businesses before he started doing this sort of thing. So. It's it's when you look at all the puzzle pieces laying there, you just kind of go, oh, I kn- they may not all be together, but I kind of can put together what this is going to make. Yeah. So, but definitely worth your time, worth a watch. And, um, you know, a- a- as always, leave your stupid comments in your pocket. Yeah. So email us at thefilmfind at gmail.com. And we'd like to thank everybody who downloaded this episode. Uh, be a Patreon, man, because the Patreon people got this way, way, way before everybody else did. And uh, to get more exclusive things like this or to get on stuff ahead of time and help support a show, why don't you go down to patreon.com slash thefilmfind. Help us out. We really appreciate that. And it makes you feel like a good person on the inside, you know? Hi, doggy. Why not? so uh we will see you guys next time on the next sort of crazy ass thing that we do here because you know why we're the damn film find duck on it and that's what we do around here and we'll see you guys later i did not hit her it's not true i did not hit her oh hi mark lisa lisa you're tearing me apart you know what they say love is blind let's go eat home Everything is fine